Hey everyone, welcome to Zeitgeist Zealots. I'm Forrest. Well, Major's in here, and I'm Robbie. And that totally counted down from five again. It didn't do it on your end? No, it didn't. It started recording. And it, it, it did it on my end. Yeah. The countdown so, too? Yeah, so trust me. <laughs> We're not, okay. we're not starting as long as as long as it's as long as it's going yeah we're, we're professional podcasts i promise so um matt's here also and um he's gonna give us some glamorous insights into uh house of dragon because i don't think he watched she hulk but we'll go ahead and get she hulk out of the way so um we'll talk about let's talk about twerk gate and uh the fact that uh the last she hulk episode had megan the stallion whose existence i wasn't aware of at least I don't think I might have like heard that name like on social media or seen it like you know in the airwaves somewhere. But I've, I'm not. I couldn't tell you if if her song, which songs are hers or which songs are Nicki Minaj's. She seems like a I'm less honest, famous Nicki Minaj. I'm honestly not that familiar with her. Unless you know, but I'm I, not I, I the know. biggest rap so. listener though either. <laughs> yeah, but you know how every like pop artist says their name in their song, so we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who they are yeah. so you know which makes it easier for like you know uh attention with people with low attention spans to remember that name because so, not, not everyone has shazam on their phone but anyway megan z stallion was on she hulk and it was um a really weird it was the b plot line where the male lawyer who is more likable than the other male lawyers uh had to defend the unlikable male lawyer because uh, a, a she, uh, not she elf, but a, a regular elf, a female elf, tricked him into thinking that she was Megan the Stallion. So he bought her a lot of gifts, like totaling one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. And um, he found out that it was a old elf and not um, Megan the Stallion. He decided to sue. So that was the B story, and I guess that's like an interest. I mean, one semi-interesting way to handle supernatural law. Our superhuman law, which is the whole point of She-Hulk, anyway. So, but yeah, what did you think of that storyline, Rob? I think it was stupid, good, in between. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I overall, I find I find She-Hulk watchable. I'm, I've been in, enjoying it. There's a well, I think so, some parts well, think that we, I'm like, eh, but <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the issue, um, you know, is like a show like this is like every episode has to have like a camp, not a cameo, but like you know. If it involves superhuman law, it has to have some facet from the Marvel universe interrelated into that case. So you I know. see, she's she's kind of like a Deadpool where she breaks the fourth wall all the time now. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that was. I saw some. When... I saw some YouTube videos where she does that in the comics too. I yeah, she started doing the comics. comics. I don't know. I think like she started doing it, like during John Byrne's run. I could be wrong, but um, you know, like literally, like she would like talk to the. Um, she would like make fun of the artist John Byrne, like in the comic, and you know I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. There's an episode where like someone in the fan in like the, you know the letters page at the end of every comic, I think some of them said like one of the questions they posed to readers was what do you want to see most in a She-Hulk comic, and like some guy wrote in I want to see She-Hulk jump naked or uh, do jump rope naked, and then, like literally like ten, ep- <laughs> and ten that issues was later the, they did that. That was in the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the issues later. I saw like, the. I saw the picture for that and like it was like you know marvel they'll do anything to sell a comic so um, <laughs> that was definitely yeah. one of those uh uh characters that definitely broke the fir- the fourth wall like before deadpool was doing it but i think deadpool is probably better known for it um oh so, she's older in deadpool 
Oh yeah, Deadpool didn't come around like I think the early '90s, and like uh, She-Hulk, I think was like 1980. Oh, okay. So she's been around. I've never been like, that familiar with She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Major mentioned this, but I think the whole reason like She-Hulk was created uh, wasn't because they wanted to do a female Hulk. I think just because I think they were going to do a She-Hulk TV show, and Stanley was like, "Well, we got to trademark the name before, or we'll lose all merchandising, or you know, uh, way to monetize it." So. Same thing with Captain Marvel. Like, the only reason Captain Marvel exists is because they wanted the trademark name. And I think they lost it because I think the original Captain Marvel from the 40s, which is what Shazam is now, um, you know, he lost a lawsuit from DC. And uh, so the trademark was up. For, so Stanley created a character called Captain Marvel. And uh, then we got, like, Miss Marvel out of that. And then Miss Marvel became Captain Marvel later. So. But yeah, so back to She-Hulk, uh, there was another case with the Abomination and his parole hearing, and they they explained why he broke out of prison to go fight with um, fight Wong. Wong during the tournament. <laughs> yeah, so I thought Wong. they would have like some sort of history together, but apparently Wong just chose him randomly to be his opponent. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wasn't really happy with the explanation. I mean, I guess it's adequate. I guess it makes sense, but like they didn't really put a whole lot of you, thought into it. Or... Yeah, you had to fight him for uh, to be Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, they just wanted like some Easter eggs and Shang Chi. So they just go, let's get Abomination and Wong, and we'll explain it later. And then like the explanation they came up with wasn't that great. Uh, but it does it does feel like Phase Four just doesn't feel the same. No, because like you know Tony's gone. Captain America's gone. Well, Hulk and is... it it just feels like they f- they focus more on jokes than like the story. I mean, let's not kid ourselves and think there has been jokes since Phase One, but you yeah, know, but they're they're, they're a definitely lot they're definitely cranking they're definitely cranking up. I do think Eternals is pretty joyless though. <laughs> although, who was the guy named Kingo? I guess he was the comedy relief, although I guess not very successfully. Um. Yeah, Eternals is pretty dour. I don't think Black Widow. Well, I guess they they got the guy from Stranger Things. I guess he was a comic relief. They have the they have the doofy male character. So, uh, but yeah, Phase Four has been a disappointment. I didn't even really like Endgame that much. So I, I mean, the only thing like post Endgame or really post Infinity War that I've enjoyed is probably just No Way Home, and that's not even like really a true Marvel movie. I guess it is, but it's like they have there's such there's such a tug of war between Sony and Marvel about what characters they can use and can't use. So. But yeah, so Abomination. I guess when he transforms, he doesn't have a penis, or did I was like, or was he still wearing like some sort of undergarment? Yeah, it looks like he was. I don't think. I guess he does it. I never really thought about it. So why was he wearing like a leotard <laughs> and Shang Chi? What was he hiding? He had nothing to hide if his. Well, when he was in the. Away. Oh wait, was he in the arena? Yeah, he had like some sort of like leotard on, or like some sort of like um, you know, oh. diaper, not diaper, but like you know, like speedo covering. Um, you um, you remind me of that character from All Rats. Um, great movie, by the way, where he's obsessed with those types of things, and he actually sits down with Stanley and asks him those. He asks if Abomination says he's a bit too obsessed with this kind of things. Well, I, I know like um, Stanley's in that movie. I've only seen bits and bits and pieces of it. I know it's like Kevin Smith's second movie. It's not as good as Clerks, but um, I know. I think, um, yeah, I think like I don't know. In the in the last Shang Chi movie, it looked like he didn't have a penis in this. 
it's kind of a weird thing to bring up, especially with his seven wives, you know, outside. <laughs> and he might not be able to handle the job of having seven wives if he can't, like, you know, he doesn't have um, the tools to satisfy them. So, so do you think, he, he, you think he actually is going to turn to the abomination again when they're saying they're putting that? Well, there was a promo where it showed him. To, yeah, they're putting something on him to suppress it. Yeah. Well, there's a promo with Abomination, like a Hawaiian shirt, you know, a few episodes down the road. So I think he does come up with Abomination. But I've also there's also promos where he's like doing his own like self help clinic. That's what he says he's gonna do when he finishes, um, uh, when he leaves prison. He's gonna start his own self help clinic or, you know, some sort of rehab for supervillains or superheroes. Um, so yeah, so Abomination becomes. I guess he's he's his parole's granted. And uh, what else happens? Oh, yeah. And then the final scene, the Wrecking Crew shows up and um, they attack She-Hulk and they don't make a dent in her, even though they have Asgardian weapons or Asgardian, or As- Asgardian construction. Tool. What was that? You don't say. They, yeah. they do nothing the, to her? The Wrecking Crew. What? They can't even, like, get a, a single hit on her. And, like, the Wrecking Crew is, like, probably one of those powerful teams in the Marvel Universe, like, supervillain teams. Like, because they, they fight Hulk and Thor and, like, the Defenders and the Avengers regular, regularly. So, you know, well, I think they're mainly just, like, Thor villains. Like, you know, even, like, hold your own against Thor, you know, you should be able to hold your own against She-Hulk easily. But, of course, in this show, they're complete jokes. They're just a bunch of, um, you know, uh, goofballs and, like, you know, they they try to attack her and she dispatches them with ease and apparently they're trying to get her blood and um you know they fail of course so they said like the boss is gonna be mad so we don't know who the boss is yet my feeling is gonna be titania because we haven't seen her since episode one it's prime mephisto yeah silly me uh i think another theory is it's the leader from um the first incredible hulk the guy with the big head and I think uh, some other theories were maybe, uh, I don't know, Dr. Doom, but I doubt they're going to do that. So it's probably Titania or the leader. So one of those two. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think this is the first episode of like a B story that wasn't completely focused on Jen. So that was interesting. So I'm guessing we're going to see more of those in the future. Um, and... I really have nothing else to say about this episode. They had the twerk scene at the end with Megan the Stallion. Oh, yeah, it turns out Megan the Stallion was apparently in the courtroom randomly. Oh, yeah. She popped, and, popped up in the back. Yeah, and I was like, okay. It's a little too on the nose. So. Well, and then they had the whole talk with Wong. And then, he, oh, yeah, then they were, it, I think they were about to arrest him or something. And he was like, well, I got to go. And he makes a poor. Oh, yeah, there. it's like, you know, you, you broke a, uh, a prison must, out of prison, which is a I crime. Must leave like, or, I forgot exactly what he said. It was kind of funny. So I guess Wong is a fugitive <laughs> for the rest of his time in the MCU. Although I'm, I'm guessing it will never be brought up again. The fact yeah, that he probably, like, broke I a guy out of prison. They've been, yeah. been kind of comedic about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, like, what? The rest of the, the everyone who sided with Steve Rogers and Cat in Civil War is a free man now, basically, anyway. So, you know, there's no consequences in this universe anymore. You know. <laughs> How many buildings but, yeah. they destroyed? Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no consequences, but yeah. But yeah, so She-Hulk. So, I don't know, I'm guessing um, there's going to be more zany superhuman cases next week. 
I get, hopefully we'll find out who hired the wrecking crew to get oh, James, yeah, James they just blood. Said their boss. Yeah. Who's so boss, we'll though? find out. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Bruce Banner again the rest of the season. I don't think, um, you know, we'll get more cameos. Hopefully Daredevil shows up next week. We'll see how, I don't know. I, I'm very apprehensive to see how they handle Daredevil because he has, he has the yellow costume on and i know it's being done for fan service but it's just like there's a reason it was changed from bright yellow to you know all red you know because i think they realized no one could take this character seriously if he like dressed all in yellow so you know it might have been like a fun like easter egg but like to have him dressed up all in yellow like yeah so but i don't know we'll see i mean they didn't really treat kingpin with the most respect in Hawkeye, so you know we'll just see how it goes. But yeah, let's move on to uh, House of the Dragon. So, um, spoiler alert: Bye, bye, Crab Feeder. Yeah. I guess you won't be the main <laughs> villain of the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like they built up so much. Um, you know, you know his, his introduction was so ominous in the last episode. And then, like, boom, he's dead, and he's like really dead. He got cut in half by uh, Damon. So. Um, what did you think of this past episode? I guess, Matt, since you actually saw House of the Dragon, what were your thoughts? You still with us? Um, yeah, Olivia. Sorry. Uh, intriguing enough to keep me to watch another episode, but starting to lose, you know, uh, faith in the show is kind of my high review yeah it's kind of like just i mean i found out recently that this entire series is based off like two novellas by uh george r R. martin the rogue prince and the princess and the queen so it definitely feels like there's it's like they're doing what peter jackson with the hobbit they're trying to stretch out these novellas to last like multiple seasons when they really should only last maybe like a handful of episodes so it definitely seems they don't have as much detail or events or uh stuff going on like they did in the uh game of thrones or the song of ice and fire novels to like stretch uh, the story over across the entire season, so it definitely seems like they're sort of waning. And because I think I think like at least um, Viserys is going to live to the end of the season, but we all know there's going to be a civil war between Alicent and um, Rhaenyra that becomes like the Dance of the Dragons. I don't know, but I'm wondering if they're going to like do that in season two or just try to stretch it out till season three. If they wait till season three, it's going to be a problem because there's going to be like some really boring episodes, but. You know, it seems like they really should have tried to make this crab feeder arc last a few episodes longer. But maybe they'll come up with something else. But yeah, so are you all sad to see the, sad to see the crab feeder dead already without even getting knowing him? I I am more upset with how he died than than him dying. Yeah, he was in put a, off screen in a cave. Yeah, <laughs> then you don't even see yeah. it happen. He just comes out with the torso, Damon. But just the fact that. Da- like Damon comes under a flag of surrender and then stabs his way through half an army, only gets shot by three arrows. He was so um, dead if, uh, full super if human mode. And then when those signaling, everybody knows what to do. You know, it's just it was it's lazy writing. Very lazy writing. It's like how I mean, we could see <laughs> At least you could see the battle, unlike what the, the what was the Battle of Winterfell? Or what was so, the, uh... so that was my problem after this episode, though, too. There were several times during the episode, uh, especially when they're uh, when the boar attacked, or like just 
uh, when they're talking over the candlelights, like I couldn't see anything on my TV, and it was frustrating. And I know that's a problem with OLEDs, but yeah, during this episode, several okay. times I couldn't see anything. But I have an OLED TV, so I know that's like a problem with OLEDs. But still, like the scene where the boar attack—it's literally just one fire pit in the middle of the thing. Everything else is black. It's like, come on. Yeah, um, it's, there was another time jump this episode, also. Um, you know, so it's like I think it was like three, or, two or three years. Yeah, yeah, I think like three years. Aegon, second yeah. of his name. Aegon, yes. It was two years, two years old, and then you get a whole birth cycle. And there's going to be another Viserys because I'm rewatching Game of Thrones, and I know Viserys in that show is the third of his name. And I think I read online there's, I think, um, uh, Rhaenyra's son's going to be Viserys the second, perhaps. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, um, and you know, we know we got to get to the uh, the Civil War, but um, yeah, what else? I- it's interesting. We we met we we met two uh, Lannister twins that weren't banging each other this episode. <laughs> well, so. we did get a creepy a creepy offer of a two year old marrying uh, a teenager. So yes, we got our second uh, creepy marriage proposal this uh, this season. So like this is if I, there's one thing I've been saying about the show is there not enough prepubescent proposals. You know that's the one problem with this, this show. You know too few. No, yeah, I think you see one, that two one year old enough. over there. That, that could work. They, yeah, that could work. <laughs> so, I thought like I, I guess by series. Go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say the issue I'm having with the show is I love the political intrigue and the in the court, you know, going back and forth and everything, but it's just they don't do it well in the show. Like I could read this no problem and be excited. But it, it just seems boring, and the characters, the actors, a lot of them, like, uh, they never emote, and, like, they just seem like they're there to say their lines and leave. So it's just kind of frustrating to, to watch. Yeah, I just noticed that the uh, the guy playing the Lannister twins was was also in the uh, first season of Game of Thrones. He was the knight who was John Aaron Squire, who was killed by the mountain in the first joust. So they brought that actor back to be the Lannister twins. So I thought that was interesting. Because like basically every actor in the UK has been in Game of Thrones. So it's like, I think they, they just ran out of actors. So they're just like recycling them to be in House of the Dragon. <laughs> so, um, you know. But yeah, I definitely get the vibe that they're just dragging it You know, I'd rather you come up with new stuff than drag these stories longer. Yeah, so I don't know how long the novellas were. I guess they're like maybe like a quarter of one of the novels. So like the fact that they're trying to like stretch an entire season, or maybe stretch multiple seasons with a single novella, is ridiculous. So like they need like I mean that's why the crab feeder arc should have been like three or four episodes, you know, at least just to like, you know, it's like why does why does the crab feeder have grayscale? I would be interested to know about that. I thought it was like a burn victim or something, um, but it could be like some sort of other. No, it, uh, was, epi- it was. It was totally grayscale. What's grayscale? I don't know what that is. That's the disease that affects... Uh, what's her name? Oh, why can't I... Uh, the Lord of... What's his name? Who ends up leading the army north and then kills his daughter uh, to sacrifice oh, for his army to win. Yeah, Stannis Baratheon. 
his daughter had grayscale. Okay, so that's and a it's a disease that slowly takes, yeah, it slowly takes over your body and you turn to stone. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess we're not gonna find that out. So you think they killed? I definitely think they killed prematurely. So, um, but yeah, so like a lot of this, uh, a lot of this episode, there was the hunt, and it made me, it made me think of the hunt from Game of Thrones, where Robert Baratheon was killed by the boar. This seems like my series just wasn't really having. He's kind of just like getting drunk the entire episode, and um, like pissed off, <laughs> pissed wine. off. But More yeah, wine. it's kind of like, are you gonna make your well, son the heir? He's like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Let me drink. It's interesting how she kills the boar, and then oh, you know, Viserys like, takes kill her anger the, out on it. Yeah, but uh, so she'll kill when she needs to, and when Viserys tries to kill the stag, he just he only wants to do it because that's what he has to do. And even then, white it takes stag. him two strikes to do it. Um, then what? she sees the white stag, which is the House Baratheon, you know, coat of arms. So I find the. the oh, uh, your mic's yeah. breaking up. Sorry. Wasn't um, well, we saw the Lannisters? I think we briefly saw one of the Baratheons in um, uh, the first episode. He's like swearing fealty. There was a Stark, obviously. There was a Baratheon. You know, probably like a Tully. Um, but I don't think there's been like any Baratheons like as a main character in this. Uh, I think we briefly met one of the, uh, you know, one of his advisors is Sir Strong or Lord Strong or whatever. I think we like his son like has like the, the limp or like the missing leg or whatever. Yep. And, th and then uh, I think like another one of his brothers. So how come the Strong House wasn't in Game of Thrones or was it? Was there a Strong House? Uh, there was, but they were minor, so I okay. think they're maybe they mentioned. Lost, maybe they just like lost power between maybe because they were little Targaryens and yeah, there's a lot of um, different houses to keep up with. Well, it's like there's there's the main houses, and then there's like the, the bannermen, which are also made up of lords, right? So it's kind of tough to determine, um, you know. I mean, the world is who, so expansive. There's a reason yeah. why in the books, when somebody dies, somebody's immediately there to fill in their position. Someone's like, and like people are like made lords all the time. Like I remember, in like uh, uh, was it a uh, uh, feast of not feast of crows, but a storm of crowns. The second book, like there's like a guy who just was an informant for um, Lord Barry's, and he would be, he became a lord. And he had like his own uh, initiation ceremony where he gets his own his house with his own sigil and stuff like that. So like you know, I'm sure new houses sprout up all the time once people like own land or like lose land or you know lose property or whatever so um i noticed there was like an actual asian soldier uh working for house valerian in this episode i wonder if that was because the guy from mortal Kombat complained there were no asian actors in house of the dragon or no, there was no asian actors in um uh rings of power so were there any asians in game of thrones because i think like there was an episode uh, i just watched recently I mean where when they were in Essos, there was a ton of Asian-like characters, you know. Okay, because so, I, I remember... Who's the, the who the head of the King's Guard in the first season? He's like the main knight for the king. What's his name? Barrister? Sir yeah, Barrister, Barrister or whatever? Yeah. I think he said he killed like a Tashiro. This is like a samurai or something like that. So I was wondering if like Tashiros were like a, a name of a, a family or like a, a ninja sort of warrior. But... um. I guess not. So, 
Yeah, there's just a lot of lore I've forgotten from like the book and a half I've read. But book uh, this book was 12 years ago. So the last time I read a book was 12 years ago by him. So it's easy to forget over 12 years, George R. R. Martin. I'm seeing. Well, he's been writing. Shy. It seems like he literally. It seems like he literally wrote this um, Targaryen saga about like Rhaenyra's and Viserys uh, just so he could get his own show from HBO because I think the uh, showrunners from Game of Thrones shut him out. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to write something else. And when they adapt that, I'm not going to let them adapt unless I'm in charge or something like that. So, um, but he seems, I, I don't know. I think this, does George R. R. Martin have more of a say in this show than any Game of Thrones? No idea. Yeah, okay. Either. I think, I think like I remember seeing like in the credits, like it was co-created by Martin and uh, this other dude, Ryan Lindell, but you know, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. From the major consensus is that it's better than season eight, season eight of Game of Thrones. But, but that's um, that's a very low bar. And like I said, yeah. So I think that's why people are like overpraising it. But I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, it definitely what I liked about Game of Thrones, you know, the political intrigue, the backstabbing, the um, you know the you know uh, you know all the other the violence and stuff. But like now, the dragons are at the beginning of the show, rather than like towards the end. So. You know, I guess well, they had that hook for it's everyone. Looking, it's yeah. looking like George R. R. George R. R. Mason never got a boost. Admitted he has more influence on the new House of Dragon series than on the original show. Yeah, I think he literally said, like, you know, don't blame me for season eight of Game of Thrones. They completely shut me out. So, you you know, the Throners, so like, you can't blame me for that. Um, so, I will say the only other thing that I'm baffled by with this show that confuses me is the budget it has, and at times the CGI is god awful, like god awful. Oh, it's like, like you can tell things. Some the of the thing. green screens when they're riding the dragon are, are like so obvious that they're just oh, green screen. Or just the layering at times. The layering seems off, like stuff that's happening in the background when the the ships oh, were going yeah. across the street and they scroll to the, the soldiers. Like the layering looks wonky. And it's like you had this much of a budget. I think it's like sixty million an episode or something crazy. Oh well, watch an episode of The Flash or Supergirl, and then watch an episode of House of Dragon, and then I think you'll enjoy it much more. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh man, the I budget. Think, I think the Flash, Flash is maybe the Flash is maybe like a quarter million for I, like CGI. I just, I just couldn't continue, and I tried jumping in one of the newer episodes. <laughs> I stopped. I couldn't even finish season three. I think I started season three and just never got into it because I watched the I first like, few seasons, but oh man, the. The they kept doing like speedster villain, so like bad. I am the fastest man alive, except for Reverse Flash, except for Zoom, except for Savitar. Although I guess he is Savitar, so but then like except for Godspeed, you know. Um, but they'll probably like, get another speedster villain in season eight, or but, I don't but know. The quality but, yeah. of the sets out there are just so bad. Yeah, but you know, one of the things about House of Dragon is like I guess the costumes, and I guess the um, you know the, the detail. For all the non-CGI stuff is very good, so I commend them for that. But, uh, you know, speaking of, like, gigantic budgets, you saw Rings of Power, though, so what did you think of the CGI on that, though, Matt? We're taking a little bit of a segue, but we can stick on House of the Dragon. We can come back to it. From what I saw before I fell asleep, it looked rather amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it like, it's look amazing really to look good. at, but oh, it's yeah. just, like, the, the, the writing, or it's, like, it's just so slow-paced, you know, and, you know... I understand, like, I mean, I'm not a token scholar at all, but, you know, my understanding is that the wizards didn't show up until the Third Age, and we have a Gandalf-like character already showing up. 
which may or may not be Gandalf, man. the Meteor Man. You see that movie? It's, there's a movie called Meteor Man. It's like a black superhero in like a green cape. It has like Sinbad, and in it. it is it's actually, awesome. It's not Sinbad. It's actually, it it's actually a really good. It's, it's actually a really good superhero movie. It's yeah. like a really like it, it's it's funny, but it's like at, at times it also um, can be serious because it's really about like a guy like standing up to gang violence in his neighborhood and yeah, stuff. So. I'm, so so I'm not on top of like all my Lord of Rings history. So that that's not supposed to be like Gandalf when he got there or something. Or Gandalf doesn't show or, up until the, or does the, no the, one really the wizards. Who that is. We don't know who it is, but it's strongly hinted that it is Gandalf because like Gandalf's symbol is fire, and he he arrived covered in fire. Um, you know, hot. he's 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 discovered by hobbits or Harfoots, and he has such a strong affinity for hobbits, like in the Third Age. So this is probably explaining like they rescued him, so that's why yeah. he likes hobbits so much. Um, and you know he he draws runes that are similar to like Gandalf's rune, and it did make um, sense to me. I never um, really knew like how the story of Gandalf. Or but anything. like in in the official canon, the wizards didn't show up until like a thousand years in the Third Age, like after Sauron was defeated the first time. So and did they technically, come down Gandalf from a not... meteor, <laughs> or, or I wonder what the story behind that. Well, was. it doesn't say. It just says like the Valar, which like the gods of Middle Earth sent them down to like help out against Sauron, and um. There are five of them, but and I think ev- the theory, everyone speaks English, but him in all these different lands. He he still speaks Maiaran or whatever. <laughs> the, I guess whatever yeah. it is, uh, the ancient language of the gods. But uh, I think there's a theory out there. It could be one of the blue wizards because I think Tolkien did write, although it could contradict what he said later. But they found like letters or like some notes where he said the blue wizards were around in the second age. So it could be one of the blue wizards. I think Alatar Palando, which we never saw in. Hmm. The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings films, so um, could be one of them. What do you think, Matt? Or you haven't seen it yet, the episode? But you know, I haven't. Either, right? I haven't really. Watched it, so. oh, okay. Oh, it's gonna go back to this week. That, I mean, it, it's it's definitely the most interesting storyline going on in the show because there's uh there's a storyline with Galadriel, there's a storyline with Elrond and Celebrimbor and making the Rings of Power. There's a story with um. The Harfoots, and now the Stranger, and then there's the uh, the story with the uh, the interracial elf and uh, human chick, and I think they discover the the orcs or something. So there's like four main storylines going on. They'll probably add some more, but um, you know I think of the four, the ones with the Meteor Man, the Meteor Man was the most interesting. It's probably the one everyone's talking about the most because I think the yeah, um, that's pretty interesting. The storyline with um, I, I will say, no more. I think it's like, yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's moderately intriguing, but not really quite entertaining. Or at least, um, House of the Dragon is moderately entertaining. And it's sometimes like actually entertaining. Cause I thought, I thought the final battle, despite how, you know, far fetched and ridiculous it was, was interesting. It was when cool, I thought like, though. cause I, I thought like that most yeah. of episode three was like a bore. It was like, no, no pun intended, like B O R E, a bore. Because it was just like, you know, just Rhaenyra's not wanting to get married. Viserys wanting to get married. Yeah, and they deciding who's going to be the king. And like, literally, like, Viserys, like, outburst was like how I felt about the show. Like, I get it. There's politics in it. Like, do something else. It's like, I'm so sick of fucking politicking all the time. I was like, I hear you, Viserys. <laughs> you know. I let's, know. Let's Felt see some there. more sword fighting. Yeah. It's like, Sorry, I get it. I get it. Tired, you know, the air, the, the king's air is very important. It's like, it's the only thing they're talking about. Who's going to be the air? Who's going to be the air? Who's going to be the air? It's like, uh, just, oh my God. That, re- that really is like all they talk about. 
It's pretty yeah. all Game of Thrones is about too. But, like, who's but that's kind who's of like his story of like having a struggle with all that. Yeah. As a side note, is it just me or does uh, Damon's sword look like the sword from Highlander? The sword from Highlander? You mean yeah. with the katana sword? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. No, not the no, not the TV show. The movie. The movie Highlander. He had a he had a katana sword in that one. Because remember, uh, Vila Lobos gave it to he him. Had a, the second one where he had the claymore. Oh, I never saw. I still never saw Highlander too. <laughs> the, the one with Sean Connery comes back and it's in the future. Yeah, that everybody hates, but is the best one. Is is the best one? Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but I know he has a katana sword in the first one, and I think he has it in the show also. But uh, you know, I don't know. I guess he had a claymore sword then in this one. Um, but yeah, so I like I like Damon as a character because he had he had no lines in this in this uh, episode. I think he just um, showed up at the beginning. Oh, he, yeah, his, his dragon. Yeah, he didn't really his, say much. Now that you point that out, yeah. Because like, he gave him the letter. He like <laughs> reads it, doesn't say anything. Like smashes the guy's head in, and then beats uh, the messenger. <laughs> yeah, I guess why why was he mad at the messenger? I forgot. Uh, was because he did not want. Does it, it was because his his dad was. Or yeah, his brother was sending brother. reinforcements. Oh, because he was failing. Okay. He, yeah, because he wanted to prove that he could do this himself. Oh, okay. I thought so. it was because like they they asked him for help, and that's or I thought because that's why that confused me. So, but uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see some. Um, you know, uh, we'll find out what uh, the consequences will be when Damon takes over the Stepstones or whatever. What are the step zones? Are they like across the continent in Westeros, or are they part so of Westeros? They, they used to be a land bridge between Essos and Westeros, mm-hmm. but over time, earthquakes and such. So basically, there are these uninhabitable like uh, islands that have a ton of caves that you can't grow anything on. Mm-hmm. So for pirates, um, and the reason why the triarchy is ours because they went through, destroyed all the pirates. And now the triarchy is trying to like set their uh, getting power there because it's a major trade route. So if they can choke off that trade route, charge taxes, then they'll be more powerful. Oh, okay. So that's why they need step stones. Oh, that's interesting. So that that was never a, a factor in um, Game of Thrones, was it? So they do mention it because it's next to Dorne, and it's like uh. uh how Essos and Dorne would go after each other was through the step zones. Um, so I think, uh, what's his name over in Martell, uh, did some battles in the step zones and that's why he's so crazy. Is Martell a character in game of Thrones? I haven't, I'm still in season one. So, but, uh, you know, I'll get to it all eventually. I need to finish the second book. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that um, there's going to be more tension between Rhaenyra and Alicent. Uh, Viserys is looking older, you know, than he did last episode, obviously, because it's been like three years, but he seems to be aging rapidly. He's, uh, he's, he's missing cut himself. Two he's so, he's like, missing two fingers? He's so stressed he's out. Oh, I didn't see that at all. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that, but yeah, he had So I guess he cut himself again? His, oh. He had something going no, on. No, so remember when he cut himself on the hand in the last episode? He had yeah. the, if you look uh, when he was talking with his pregnant wife, yeah. So when he was drinking and his pregnant wife was talking to him, uh, uh, Lady Hightower, there, uh, he's missing two fingers. 
Wow. I'm not. I did not, not even pay attention. Whoops. <laughs> Eagle eye here. Um, so and what else is going to happen? Do you know why he was like, getting so infected from the throne, Matt? Or is that only an it, issue that, It's a symbol that he's weak because uh, they mentioned in the Game of Thrones, uh, I think like season two or one, that, you know, you must have power to sit on this. Um, and they even mentioned a king who caught infection from being, you know, cut uh, by the throne. So it's been hinted that, that this is the an iron, the iron throne that was never clean. So don't cut yourself on it. Yeah, they should probably like, you know, spray it down before someone sits on it, like the gym. I'm sure there's so. some some disease on there that he got into him when he cut his finger. Well, you know, a lot of diseases can't survive long without like. You know, they'll usually die out, I think. Um, well, I think it's a, it's, you know, it no symbolizes human. it symbolizes how weak he is. Yeah, you know, absolutely. he can't fend off something you know as as small as a cut, let alone the several cuts he's taking in his empire by trying to please everybody. Yeah, he's been trying to run things peacefully. Do you think he's going to survive the season, or do you think he's going like, to be killed halfway off, like a uh, Ned Stark? I, I I say the penultimate it, episode of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if something happens, but I don't know. Maybe not so. Maybe not, early, not. Maybe not that early. Later on. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this series gonna like is gonna like kill main characters off because there's only like what like three main characters. There's the well, there's like Rhaenyra's, Viserys, uh, Damon. Who wasn't in the beginning of Game of Thrones? Uh, so, Otto Hightower and his daughter. So just those five. So it's like there's not enough main characters like to to kill off. It seems. Well, the the night she <laughs> she made part of the uh, watch, there mm-hmm. uh, is definitely gonna die. One that spent the whole episode with her. He's dead. Okay. Definitely. Well, he's not. He's not like a major character though. Um, I guess I think I think I read like one of the strong twins or one of the the sons of Sir Strong or Lord Strong is gonna not marry Rhaenyra, but um. I think like be the father of her children because I think like she marries one of the Valerians, and one and like the guy he mar- the guy she marries is gay or something. So it's sort of like a Robert Baratheon Cersei Lannister thing where like you know he's the father but not really the father. So, um, but yeah, so I don't know I'm en- I'm enjoying the series for what it is. It was, this is a pretty slow episode except for the ending. Um, but I like uh, Paddy Constantine as the, as the lead. He's like sort of the opposite of Ned Stark. You know he's. Like, I, yeah, he's like I, 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 I'm losing faith. I'm hoping the next episode will pick it up a little bit more. But I cannot stand Matt Smith as Damon. I cannot. I, I laugh every time I see him. It's I can't take him seriously. As because he's Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who and all the other characters he plays. You know, so. Oh. <laughs> well, it's like his film career post Doctor Who didn't okay. really take off. There was Term- there was Terminator. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Craig Smith, and there was um, uh, Morbius. Maybe I so didn't really not knowing, film career, not knowing that information. Because then I'll just well, um, that too. But I think he was on The Crown, though. That was other oh, Netflix show that was pretty good. You know, I haven't seen it, but I hear it's good things. So, like, you know, um, I mean, I think I think he's a good actor. I like, I like. He's not like obviously he's supposed to be like an asshole and like, um, but he's definitely more suited to be king. Than uh, Viserys. Every name, everyone named Viserys is just not fit to be king because, like, there's Viserys in Game of Thrones, and like, you know, you know, I think Jorah Mormont says like your brother Rhaegar was the last dragon. Viserys isn't even the isn't even the shadow of a snake. 
So um, I guess that name is cursed. So, oh well. So uh, predictions for next season? I mean, not next season, but next episode. Um, Political intrigue. Who's going to marry who? <laughs> more, more of that. More of Damon being Damon. More politicking. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't now know. that the crab feeders are gone, what's going? I know. It's like that was like I was really interested to see like that pick up and like you know the crab feeder become like a yeah. Big they just kind of moved on after they. And it's like okay, now we're back where we started. So. Like, because like the whole reason like we were gonna like to make a like unlikable character likable is you have to introduce a more unlikable character. Now the crab feeder was gonna be that character, make Damon more likable. But yeah, now the crab feeder's gone. Now so Damon back, killed the crab now go, feeder. Now we go back to disliking Damon. But like Damon had like a chance to like be likable, and like this crab feeder guy, like you know, more of a an asshole than he is. But um, I don't well, maybe know, they'll go back that. to what what they have planned. Um, what's his name? Who runs the Navy Corliss? Uh, yeah, the sea snake. Yeah, maybe we'll see what him and Damon have plotting. See what they're plotting. Well, they're, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a um, like I said, like this is Game of this is a Game of Thrones show. There's there's gonna be a civil war. So, um, but I don't know. It's I mean, I'm definitely liking it more. The Rings it's more entertaining than Rings of Power. Uh, Rings of Power. Uh, I really like the second episode more than the first one. But it's really like there's because like you know. More so slow. than, more so than the novellas House of the Dragon is adapting. The Second Age, I think Tolkien only wrote like twenty pages about it, and the Cimmerillion, and there's like some more about it in the and like the unfinished tales and the appendices. But there's really, really, really not a whole lot of story to adapt about the Second Age. Like there's like no dialogue, no narrative. It's like all just like footnotes about what happened. Um dirt before lord of the rings so it's like they're really stretching material that doesn't exist so but i think in like in the case house of the dragon this is a narrative though you know um so like you know i think the storytelling beats are, are there but you know we'll see about rings of power um at least, it, at least it's nice to look at you know it's uh they definitely put there and the music was much better in uh episode two like i think like when elrond goes into the the dwarf, the, the dwarf mind. The music is very good. And one thing that kind of bugged Shores. me. One thing that kind of bugged me in the first episode when they were climbing, they were climbing that mountain, and all of a sudden it was all windy, and they were in a line. There was there was parts of the scene where it was supposed to still be really windy, but you notice their their clothes weren't even moving, <laughs> being blown Ooh. around at all, and like <laughs> they couldn't afford a fan. They spent it all on CGI, and the uh, the dwarf women don't have beards. I think like the dwarf woman, like the dwarf wife in this show, had facial hair but not a beard. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I think Matt, it might be worth your interest. I don't think you're gonna like it, um, but you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it next week. I think episode. Oh, three definitely. I'm gonna so. try to catch up this week. So. Well, do you boys want to? Uh, I mean, I can like take a back seat if you want to talk about Rick and Morty. Uh, we can save that for next week. Do two episodes okay. next week. Yeah, because I think we had like what two episodes of uh, oh geez, uh, rings of power to go through today. But you know, I think Major would have. I think he has some yeah, funny plus, thoughts. On I would it, like so. to get 
Major's opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I'm Robbie loved it. I, yeah, I Rick think, Morty. I hated it. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure Joyce I'm just a big Rick and Morty fan too though. Robbie, I'm convinced like I kinda Justin, liked all the references and stuff. Justin Roiland could film himself getting a colonoscopy and if they put the Rick and Morty intro in front of it, <laughs> I think you would love it. So No. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh yeah. It's a close up on his sphincter. You're like, Yes. I love this show. Anyway. Um <laughs> you just have Rick in the background. <laughs> Or whatever was his hey, one thing is like the the portal gun isn't working anymore, so that's like a big thing in this episode. Well, they had the gold portal, so it was like the multiverse that doesn't where Rick isn't the smartest person in the universe. Well, there is like a, a new Rick they're meeting up with. Not a smart it's, Rick. But, uh, well, you know the Rick who showed up to the Rick we know and showed him the portal fluid, how to Helped him with. Uh, oh, I don't remember the continuity. Uh, continuity in Rick and Morty is so sparse. It's like I can't remember anything. You know, when they try to do a continuity episode. But um, I want it. Should, it should have been HBO Max. I might even actually rent it because I do like the ideas in Rick and Morty. I don't really think it's a very funny show, but I do like the ideas and some of the storytelling in it. So. Which is like I'm trying to like get major. That's why I'm trying to get y'all to watch Venture Brothers. Like it's not like laugh out loud funny, but I think the story will hook you in. And like Venture Brothers is very very strong continuity. Um, I, I like, like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty more than the actual show. The, the blatant you like the philosophy. Yeah, the blatant so, nihilism. Oh, do you remember? The, do you remember that uh, episode of the Jerry Jerry Daycare? And they might not have yeah. like, gotten the right Jerry. Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. Like yeah. the whole point of those types of shows yeah, is br- like you know they bring that back up. Yeah, it's like the whole point of those episodes where like there's or like any show there's like multiple versions of a certain character. That character might not be the real character. Like literally, like, I think in like the Clone Saga in Spider Man, they said that the clone that um, Peter Parker killed in the '60s or the '70s when he was first fighting the Jackal was the real Peter Parker in the night. Like, and then in the nineties, they revealed that. And they said like, Peter Parker had been a clone the entire time. It was like, boom, boom, boom. And then everyone hated it. And they, they went back, but still, you know, like any, <laughs> anytime it's like a clone or a multiple version or like a, you know, different version. It's like always no. was the real one killed or not. So, but yeah, that's really all I had. This is, I guess a short episode. Major's very long winded. We should have got Maurice in this episode. You know, he'd still, you know, I'm sure he, he's, he's very, very, expansive ideas on uh <laughs> we're still at 46 minutes so i think that's good yeah this is like it's a short a episode. episode like you know we have less people here and uh you know I, I think matt didn't really watch brings of power and you know i really don't have too many opinions on she hulk you know it's 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 just like more marvel stuff it's just entertainment it's just like it, it's not for us just admit it's not for us it's for the next generation of kids mm, I, 15 years it's not for us I don't even know if they'll be talking about it 10 or 15 years. Maybe like rebellions or parents, they say they like She-Hulk, but like even, even then, like, you know, I don't think they, they would go that low. So, but yeah, but how's the dragon, you know, I think it's quality television. It definitely seems to be getting the ratings and uh, maybe not critical of plum that game of Thrones has, but you know, it's, I'd say a worthy uh, successor series to game of Thrones. But, uh, you know, I think they definitely have, 
much more money for uh, season one of House of the Dragon than they did for season one of Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones was such a phenomenon. So I guess that can be good. Um, but yeah, so we will be here next week and we will talk about um, House of the Dragon again, episode four, She-Hulk episode four, Rings of Power episode three, and Rick and Morty, I guess one and two. So I guess that'll be a long-ass episode, but you know, that's what we're here for to talk about this stuff and like, you know, kill time. But yeah, uh, I don't know our social media. <laughs> I think I got I got well, tweeted I got, us a Z Zealot podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think we have an email, you know, so we can find that. It might be tagged to our Spotify page. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we have a Discord too. Should I have so. a link to our Discord and uh, on our Twitter? Great yeah. job, team. Yeah, look, I'm not the social media guy. I'm just the guy who yeah, major, records it social media guy is and post it. Yeah, so. <laughs> look, we're on look, we're on Twitter. If you can find us, we're on Spotify. If you can find us, you know, if we're on Discord, you can find us. You know, that's the the journey. The part of the part of the fun is like discovering for yourself. So, but yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Forrest. I'm Robbie. Matt, <laughs> you are not major. <laughs> and. Uh, we're the Zeitgeist Zealots, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>